This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome to On the Block here on a Monday. Strick is actually having a travel day. He's heading back to his home, so uh, we are uh, happy to have Nate You're Vernon stuck with me, with whether you like it or not. <laughs> hopefully you like it. Yeah, hopefully you I've been do. getting some brownie points. I've been uh, speaking highly of Nebraska. Yeah, you're doing, you're, you're doing that on Twitter. <laughs> you're doing that on the airwaves. I do. No, see, the thing is, is I'm, I'm serious when I say it, too. I will say it on all platforms. Whether I'm right or wrong, I'm going down with the ship. I'm saying 9-3. and three. And My I say they goodness. win the Big Ten. I say nine and three is enough to win the Big Ten West. And you didn't waver before the O'Shawn Mathis news. You thought, okay, this defensive line is going to figure itself out. No, because I told you, I just thought that O'Shawn Mathis was going to come to Nebraska. Yeah. Because after I talked to Brian Munson, he says there's no reason that he would play this out this long if he was just going to stay home. And he was right. Yeah. He was right. Uh, also out on uh, out, out today is Jake Sorensen. So I uh, filled in for him on early break and uh, actually had an interview with O'Shawn Mathis nice. with uh, our, our good friend Steve Sipple as well. And Sip's going to join us here in about 20 minutes so we can kind of break that down. Also break down the, the news of the day, basically, which is uh, uh, Nebraska and, uh, and Sco- Coach Scott Frost actually separately and together uh, get kind of a slap on the wrist um, from the NCAA for the, uh, the violations that were already announced. Um, basically, having an analyst coach on the field um, from, uh, what was that, before last season, it seemed like, is when that was announced. Or was that Who during the knows? season? I don't I even remember. know anymore. Again, yeah. it's so, I wouldn't, minor say, deal. I wouldn't say irrelevant because it's not irrelevant. I mean, there's going to be some type of impact from this, but it could be a lot worse. Also, Gus, you are the man. He says, on the block with Hokie and Bach. There That's you go. awesome. Yeah. That, yeah, I like that. You just want to go by Hokie now? Ah, no, because people hate it when I talk about Virginia Tech. And rightfully so, they're terrible. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Do I need to go on Virginia Tech Airwaves and be the Kool-Aid guy over there while you, <laughs> you complain about Virginia hey, Tech? You could be. I'll you bring up well A.J. Bush and see if people start to... <laughs> <laughs> Only the, the real dedicated fans the of Virginia diehards. Tech football would remember A.J. Bush. How about this, though? Because I, I brought up Sorensen. He said he's at a, at a brewery in Gulf Shores right now. He said he just... Uh, he was talking to a guy at the bar. He said the guy just told me he eats squirrels. Would you try a squirrel? I'm pretty sure I have to. No. Grilled squirrel? I think I have tried squirrel because my buddies in college, uh, they were big hunters. They went deer and gathers, all that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great for me because I've never been hunting in my life and really don't have too much desire to. Yeah. But I love food. I Mm -hmm. love food. So they would just come back and then make it. mm -hmm. Even if they cut squirrels or delicacy. No, I don't think I, I had goose. That was probably the worst thing I had. I'm not a big fan of goose. Yeah. But I tried. I love deer. Deer is great. There was something else they brought back. Maybe it was duck. I don't like good. the game taste. Is that what it's called? The game taste. I see. I like of the it. birds. I, I think it. I think it tastes yeah, good. Yeah, I've tried. it. I'm not a big fan of not that. Not a big. One. Do you like deer? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess venison. Venison is yes. what they call it. Yeah, delicious. And no, even it the, is. the children deer, even better. <laughs> 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 I'm not kidding. <laughs> but, no, I uh, think no. It's like sheep. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for the the, the children tastes better than you have to. Jeez, okay. <laughs> Well, that's not how people. That's terrible. Well, that's that's how it works in the animal community. No, I understand that. But yeah, no. (laughs) So I think I don't think I have tried squirrel, but I do. I don't think I would. Supposedly, too. Text line. You can tell me too. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. So the deer in Virginia obviously don't feed off of corn, but supposedly deer tastes way better here because all they eat is corn. Really, I don't. And again, I don't know. I've talked to a few people that have told me that too. So I, I haven't tried Nebraska deer venison, as as you call it. But I'd like to because if the, they feed off corn, supposedly the deer tastes better. Well, I think that's the idea behind corn, like corn-fed beef, right? Is that that's why? No, like, exactly. You know, no, and that's why it tastes has, better. Yeah. And it, I would say that it probably does. So yeah, yeah. Corn by itself is pretty good. You, you, you've become more of a corn fan since moving. There to was Nebraska. someone I can't remember his name. Shout out if you're listening right now. There was a guy that brought in corn for me to try, and it was Nebraska corn. It was the first time I ever tried it. I kid you not, it was the best corn I ever tried in my life. And I'm not just saying that because Nebraska is known for the corn, the corn Oscars, blah blah. I understand that. I get it. But it actually was better. I, I actually I stand by that. Yeah, best corn I ever had in my life. Um. Apparently, this uh, happened just a second ago. The, 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 Thank you, Bubba. DeAndre Hopkins, has, uh, his suspension is final because apparently he already uh, withdrew his appeal for the six-game suspension for violating the NFL's PED policy. So I'm surprised more guys It was announced don't. today, and then he was just like, I'm going to appeal that. And then they're like, half an hour later, he's like, ah, never mind. They got me. <laughs> nah, they got me. But I think even if you appeal it, you can appeal a lesser suspension. So I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Maybe he just doesn't want to play. Do you get paid if you're suspended? I don't know. That'd probably be in your contract that you wouldn't get paid the same amount. But maybe not for DeAndre Hopkins. And there is a lot of guaranteed money in the NFL now. Yeah. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out for him. But uh, anyways, it's a bit of a hit for the Cardinals uh, as they uh, usually, again, start off the year pretty well and uh, going to have to uh, do that without their collapse. They're just like the Mets in September. (laughs) There will be a collapse. And that's why I keep telling when my buddies is a huge Mets fan. I keep telling them, just wait till September. Yeah, and then if they if they get past September, fine, sure. The Mets are actually back, and the Mets are pretty good. The collapse will come. Just just wait. The collapse it. will We've come. Unfortunately for you, Buck, the Cardinals collapse. It will come. Yeah, my high, my hopes aren't too high, but I am glad that they appeased their quarterback, who they've been beefing with all this whole time, by finally you know getting him a weapon, um, and that he's that he's played with before in Hollywood Brown. At the same time, it doesn't make too much financial sense to me because. You could have just. I mean, I, I get that Hollywood Brown maybe is more proven than um, you know Jahan Dotson or whoever was, was a available. A lot of good receivers time. in this draft. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying is maybe you just get the rookie contract for the next four to five years instead of the Hollywood Brown. You got to pay up in a few years, but hmm. whatever. I mean, that's that's what they decided to do. It appeases the quarterback, and and hopefully it turns out well. But they lost DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, and that's kind of the NFL news of the day. How about this? I wanted to ask you um, a few uh, stats. I wanted to throw to you before we get the the Nebraska part of the NFL draft. You're not a big believer in Cincinnati um, and having made the uh, the college football finals, the college football not, playoffs no, last I'm year. Not. Cincinnati had nine NFL draft picks. I didn't say they don't Does have good players. Does that not change your mind? No, no, no. I, I, look, I'm not saying they don't have good players, and I'm not saying Cincinnati wasn't a good team. I'm not even saying that Cincinnati wasn't a top four team in college football. The only argument I have is the strength of schedule. Look, okay. you play you play terrible teams all season, and again, I know there were some good teams in there. You can't say Memphis and Houston and all that. I get that SMU, but you're 
SMU. <laughs> but the schedule that you played, it was I, I'll have to look up the actual strength schedule, but I know it was in the 50s. So yeah. I, I just don't think that's deserving of going to the playoff. Look, were they a, a top-four team in college football? Probably. They had the talent. They had the wins, that, but they just didn't have, play the competition. I just don't think it's fair. I think I, I don't get too lost in the strength of schedule. Um, you know, because I do see, like, the strength of schedule can change based off the week. Right, like if the the bowl games will change the strength of schedule as opposed to what it was beforehand, especially because then those are you know different teams from different conferences playing each other. So sometimes I don't get too lost in that, especially if like, would you think they're deserving if they played instead of the fifty fifth best strength of schedule, they played like the thirty fifth? No, I'd say it probably might have not to be, be that big of a difference. No, I, I'd say it'd have to probably be a little bit better than that. The problem is the conference that you're in, you're strapped. Like, there's no possible way that you can make up that much ground to get into the strength of schedule. That's why they schedule teams like a Notre Dame, like a Indiana, which didn't turn out to mm-hmm. be a great matchup, but they scheduled it so far in advance that you thought it would be. Uh, let me look it up here. Wow. So what I'm looking at right now, power ranking guru, I don't know how much – what their formula is compared to oh, other schools. Guru. I mean, we, um, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. uh, Indiana actually had the most difficult strength of schedule behind Nebraska at number two. Yeah, I, I've seen that before too. Yeah, um, so Nebraska's strength of schedule was second in the nation, right? Indiana had the toughest. Which again, this is power ranking guru, so take that as you will. But I'm scrolling down now. Ah, Virginia Tech at sixty, and they still were trash. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. I'm trying to find Cincinnati seventy eight. Yeah, it's pretty low. So and it, that, that that's my reasoning, and it always has been. And I understand Cincinnati's a good team, and they probably are going to have a lot of guys that are pretty good in the NFL. And I think that Desmond Ritter going to the Falcons, pretty good pickup for the Falcons, but we'll see. Uh, how about this uh, this pick? You, this uh, Since you give me crap about the SEC being uh, the best uh, league in the nation, how about this? The SEC tied the record for the most NFL draft picks, which was 65, which was previously actually set by the SEC in 2021. Uh, that year, they broke the previous record set by the SEC in 2019. <laughs> and so the SEC now has had the most NFL draft picks for 16 straight years. It didn't surprise me. They have they have <laughs> they have all the best recruits. Yeah, if you have all the best recruits, you should be all having the best all the best players. All the best football the best teams. All the best. And league. majority of those, oh, not majority, but I would say the two schools that had the most: Alabama and Georgia. Right? Georgia had fifteen picks. Boom. That's crazy. And that's what I've always said. I've said the SEC is a great conference. You always have the best recruits, but it's top heavy. And LSU like- had like eleven picks, and they were trash. But that's my exactly. They were trash. That's the SEC in a nutshell. You have all the best talent, but that doesn't mean that you perform on the field. Well, Texas gets a lot of those talent, uh, talented players I in know, recruiting and circles, and they had zero picks. Bad. Bad, and uh, they, it's been—I look. think it's like the third or fourth time since like 2014 or so that they've had one or zero picks uh, in the NFL. Sam I mean, Ellinger, it's amazing. Boy. Yeah, Sam Ellinger uh, build them out. There. <laughs> what? A, how do you interpret that? What does that mean? Because I just. It just blows my mind that year after year, Texas, again, I think NIL is really going to change this. I think Texas is going to take their program to the absolute next level. But there has to be something causing this, right? Like, it just doesn't make sense because, like you said, they're getting the recruits. They're going to have the NIL deals now. It feels like almost they can't get the coach right. I, I don't well, then, know. No, they absolutely haven't gotten and the I coach just, right. It's just, it just blows my mind that Texas, year in and year out, can be this bad. 
Yeah, I mean, because you just, I mean, <laughs> because they just recruit the the top. It really does. Like if if you've if you've followed college football close enough, you know the power of Texas. You know what they're able to do as far as recruiting circles. You know that they can step outside of their football facility and throw a rock and hit a four star player yeah. uh, right. as he's jogging by. Um, and they just so that's why that that number is just so um, mind numbing to us is because it's like you should accidentally have somebody develop, not even on behalf of you, <laughs> but despite you. Yeah. Like three or four guys a year should at least be like fifth or sixth round picks based off their athleticism alone. We talk about, you know, like uh, Cam Taylor Britt or Cam Jurgens. You get those type of super athletes, those guys that have NFL bodies, regardless of what you do with that ball of clay, right? You, you know, you can uh, try to develop into the best football player that you can, but they've had years where they've just had so many of those guys and Nothing, nothing turned out on the football field. A lot of wasted talent going to Would Austin. Would that make you not want to go to Texas? Yeah. It'd be in the back of my head for sure. And the Big 12 altogether is is not looking good. Two straight years without a first-round draft pick. Wow. I did not know that, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, that's with Oklahoma and Texas in there. If you added Cincinnati and BYU and those other teams, then they have some <laughs> first-round draft picks. But uh, uh, that's going to be interesting, too. I also saw this. The Big 12... Um, is basically trying to figure out a way. They've, they've got basically a very strange scenario coming up, right? In 2023, they expect to add BYU, uh, Cincinnati, right. UCF, and Houston. Oklahoma and Texas are going to leave, but maybe not until 2025. So they could go from a 10-team league really? to a 14-team league. Um, and how do you, they were thinking about dividing it up with divisions right now? They, of course, do the, the, uh, everybody plays each other round Robin, uh, and then just the top two which play each other in the championship yeah. game, which is kind of cool and, and better suited for a smaller conference. Um, but for two years, what do you think about divisions, um, you with Oklahoma to. and Texas, uh, still part of it? Yeah. I mean, you don't really have much of another solution, right? I, I feel like you, can't you play have round to. Robin. Yeah. You can't, it's impossible to play round Robin. And then you're going to have the argument of who played who. I mean, you have that now, but you still have you play your division every year. So I don't know if it would be you filter. The, the bigger question would be how do you filter out the divisions? Do you put all the new schools together or do you split them up? Yeah. Do you do it geographically? Because geographically, UCF is so football far out. Is, and that's just college football now in general. There's no. That's why I'm worried about the SEC just making one big power conference. You have SEC West and SEC East because geographically, okay, in the 80s and 90s, they made a little bit of difference now. I mean, now, I mean, who cares? Yeah. I like how I like how Missouri's in the SEC East. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do like that, That too. makes a lot of sense, there's doesn't a, it? There's a few that just They're like the most blow team. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you're in the East. And I don't know. I mean, would you be upset with that? I guess you have a longer plane ride, but I, you're no, plane. I prefer that. You're taking a plane no matter what anyways, so yeah. why not? I don't want to go to the SEC West if I'm... Missouri. You certainly don't want to go to the <laughs> SEC West, that's for sure. Well, those that, that SEC East now with, with Georgia obviously winning the title. Um, who knows if Florida's on their way back up, new coach, all that stuff. But maybe Tennessee and Josh Heupel's got things going. South Carolina's got, and Hooker. got yeah. a nice quarter. Yeah, and Hooker's pretty good. So we'll see. It might, it might be pretty difficult in the SEC altogether. Also found this a little bit interesting. The Pac-12 championship game last year had two NFL draft picks uh, a part of it. One from Oregon and one from Utah. Uh, and you could probably name both of them if you focus too much. I mean, I'm a big Devin Lloyd fan, so that's why I can name <laughs> the Utah. But yeah, we all know Kevin or Thibodeau over there from Oregon. Yeah. Um, that was it. So a lot of these, I mean, Utah, the draft is so big. There's like 
almost 300 players selected. Um, some of these stats just, just jump out as, as quite amazing to you nationally. Uh, and, of course, then there's the Nebraska angle of it. So yeah. uh, we, we can jump into that here quickly. Uh, we'll probably, uh, you know, dive into it a little bit further. But uh, what was the, what was the I, I guess, your biggest takeaway from the Husker draft? I don't think Samari Ture getting drafted was that surprising to me. Right. We, we had talked about it beforehand that obviously he was a fringe guy going, and if he was going to get drafted, it would be in the seventh round. But Packers took a shot on him. We'll see how it works out. I, I think he's a talented guy. I think more surprising than anything that not the fact that JoJo Doman didn't get drafted, the fact that him and Austin Allen both yeah. went undrafted kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, I mean, we saw JoJo Doman as early as the third round in some mock drafts, and then you fall all the way out, and you got picked up instantaneously after the draft, which a lot of times that's what happens. But I would say the fact that both of them didn't get drafted, I assumed one or the other would. So I don't yeah. I don't really know how to interpret it. I don't know if it's more of an indictment on Nebraska, if they just didn't play well. I mean, I know both of them didn't do great at the Combine, so that probably hurt them a little bit. But I, I, that was definitely the most surprising. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I don't, I don't really know how to interpret it. Yeah, I don't – I mean – I think as you look back on it, it would have been a good thing to be able to re-recruit Austin Allen back. And I think, you know, he got the, he got the invite, like you said, to the, um, to the NFL uh, scouting combine. So it's not like, it's not like even immediately it was a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it just, he, he, didn't, the he combine. didn't do well yeah. at the combine. No, Sometimes that can, that can hurt you. And it's a deep class. Um, but I would not be surprised to see him uh, find a role. And again, it's one of the best, you know, non-drafted class Nebraska's had in quite some time because you do have the Big Ten tight end of the year in there. You've got a second-team All-American in JoJo Doman. Right. I mean, those th th that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Doman, I don't know if there's just too much of a concern. Like usually, we say positionless can be good. And it can, you know, extend, especially when you talk about rush ends now. Maybe it doesn't so matter if they're defensive end or outside linebacker. Um, but maybe in his case, I don't know if if he has the – And I mean, maybe there's a concern about his, his uh, coverage ability as far as NFL speed. Like, he can pick up slots as far as right. at college level. That's a whole different discussion in the NFL. Maybe that's the, the problem. Maybe it's, you know, so maybe he is just in that position of too much of a tweener or maybe it's the injuries. Maybe it's the age. The age doesn't make a whole lot of no, sense. No, the age doesn't make a lot of sense. I think it would be more the injuries because when you're draft, I mean, you got to think Buck. when you're drafting in the sixth and seventh round, most of those guys are going to end up being special teams guys. So your position mm -hmm. doesn't really matter in that sense. And Jojo Doman, high motor, great tackler, big kid, fast. Like he, he seems like, Someone that would be pretty good on special teams, right? And if yeah. you're drafting in the sixth or seventh round, the majority of the time, those are going to be your special teams, guys. So I don't know if when you're taking a flyer – okay, third round when someone's going to be a difference maker, you're going to take them to play a certain position, jump in immediately or close to immediately, play throughout the season. Okay, I understand that. Sixth or seventh round, that doesn't make much sense to me. He went to my Colts, so he's going to he's gonna get a shot. Yeah. And he, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make the team and, and have some type of role, whether it be on the scout team, special teams, whatever it may be. But that I, I don't know if size really was a factor when it comes to the sixth and seventh round. That just doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe injuries? Yeah. Maybe? I, I don't know. I just, again, I don't, I, I don't know if it's maybe just the tweener aspect of it. Um, is that teams don't know where to put him. You know, do you put him with the outside linebackers? Do you put him with, as a nickel, as a safety? Mm -hmm. um, I think that he's got skills to play, as, as, you know, in college, all those positions. And in the pros, 
Maybe it's just in there. I, I do expect him to at least, and this might not be saying the most thing because it's, it hasn't been a great career, but I think he could get like a Nate Gary type of role um, that he's had carved out with the Eagles for a few years, can get an opportunity. I think he will. I think he's going to be. Well, I think, do you think he'd be a good special teams guy? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of what he. More than anything. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'd put him on special teams. Yeah, I expect him I expect him to uh, to make a roster. I really do. And And maybe it's the Colts. Maybe it's not sometimes that, you know. Depends on the exact roster situation there, but um, I think we'll see him in the NFL. Austin Allen too. I, I think size alone, you would imagine he'd be valuable yeah. at least on the scout team. Literally, size alone. If you're trying to uh, have a scout team and, and get ready for a matchup against a bigger tight end, yeah, you can do that. Absolutely, uh, and we'll see what happens with him. I think his the uh, uh, part of his problem, of course, like we said, not not a great forty, didn't have the best no. combine numbers, um, but. I think a lot of it is just like the size. You look at him and you say, oh, red zone t- threat. Absolutely. And then it just didn't play out that way at Nebraska. And, and whether that was them refusing to go to it, not drawing up the right plays, not giving him any jump balls, a few things, you know, a yeah. few of them. Um, but just not a whole lot of touchdowns at Nebraska. So maybe that was, okay, if he's marketed as a red zone threat, where's the tape on it? Right. And I think the scout. I, I think the scouting combines what hurt him. Yeah, absolutely. I think if he, I think if he went directly in again, you're not going to turn. If you're a fringe guy, you're not going to turn down going to the combine because that's right. how you enter your name in the conversation of getting drafted. But I think without the combine scores, he probably would have maybe gotten drafted. Yeah, I think it definitely played a factor. We'll talk more about Nebraska's second round selections and what happened with those guys, and maybe a little bit more on Tour. You hit on it a little bit there, but next we got to get with Steve Simple of the Lincoln Journal Star. Again, he talked to O'Shawn Mathis this morning. We'll get catch up with him on uh, the slap on the wrist the NCAA gave Nebraska and Coach Frost today. Plenty more the draft as well coming up next here. Steve Simple, Lincoln Journal Star, on on the block on ninety three seven the ticket. 